Do you have a tricky work problem that you need to solve? I have a great podcast recommendation for you featuring a pair of expert women. Whether you're just starting your career or a seasoned professional, check out Fixable, a podcast from TED. Hosted by Harvard professor Frances Fry and her wife, leadership coach Ann Morris, the brilliant duo provide honest, actionable advice to help you navigate everything from a gaslighting manager to returning to work after parental leave. They'll leave you feeling empowered and ready to act. Listen to Fixable wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the Bossed Up Podcast, episode 238. Today's conversation is an especially great one for anyone currently on the job hunt, specifically for those who are trying to figure out how to find a job that would offer remote work opportunities, or for all of us right now, how to find a job remotely. (laughs) So there's kind of a dual meaning behind today's podcast title. And Brie Reynolds from Flex Jobs has some great advice for y'all to take into account right now. Now, before I jump into this episode, I do want to make sure you know we've got a free, I almost said brand new, but it's not that new anymore. But what is time right now? Anyway, we have a relatively new job search guide that is extremely comprehensive. It links to lots of other resources on our site and lots of other podcasts now available at bossedup.org slash job search. It is 1000% free. It has a step-by-step approach to how to clarify your direction, how to communicate your applicable and transferable skills, and lots more resources in there. And within that guide, you'll also learn more about the career development options I have for job seekers. Ever since COVID hit, I made myself available for 99 bucks an hour on-demand job search coaching. So if I can help you with your resume, if I can help you with your strategy, if I can help you with your LinkedIn approach or your interview preparation, you can sign up for those calls at the job search page, bossedup.org slash job search. And you can also learn more about Hired, our turns out very popular job search accelerator, which was a new program we came out with back in March before the world felt like it was crumbling and have decided to just keep running with every single month based on popular demand. In fact, lately, our job search cohorts that we launch every month at the top of the month have been selling out even before the end of the month. So we only open five spots at a time so that every top of the month, five new women and I start working together to really go through a very in-depth, step-by-step, weekly, intensive accelerator to help you accelerate your progress on the job search. So if you'd like to learn more about Hired and hear some of our success stories and some of the incredible women I've worked with since March, many of whom have landed job offers, great job offers, like dream job offers in the midst of a pandemic, head to bossedup.org slash get hired for more. All right, let's jump into today's conversation with Brie Reynolds. 
She is the career development manager and a career coach herself at FlexJobs, the leading site for remote work and flexible jobs. She and the FlexJobs career coaching team help people empower themselves to find jobs that fit their lives by providing practical information, resources, and insights into remote jobs and the future of work. Bree, thanks so much for joining me for this timely conversation. Thank you for having me. This is great. I am pumped. I am excited to chat with you about, honestly, some really big picture elements of what COVID-19 has done to the whole workforce. Mm -hmm. Your work through FlexJobs helps sort of shine a spotlight on the world of remote work. Tell me a little bit about how you got into this workspace in particular and how you found your own career in this organization, helping so many others with theirs. Yeah, it's been an interesting time to be in the remote work job market space for sure. Right. I've been at FlexJobs for about 10 years now. I started back in 2010. So yeah, 10 years actually. And before that, I was a college career advisor. So I had a very typical nine to five job on a college campus. Nice. Saw students and alumni and it was great. And then my husband got a job that would kind of move us around the country for a while, which we were very excited about. That sounded like a great opportunity just to get out and see some places that we'd never been before. Mm. And that meant giving up the nine to five in office job. And I knew that remote jobs were out there, but I tried freelancing a little bit at first and that was fine. But then I learned about flex jobs through an acquaintance, that networking thing that that we always talk about. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And that was a very nice connection to make because they were hiring for part-time job search writers. And that was what I'd been doing for a while. So It was my first kind of official remote work gig as a more ongoing employee. And I've just been all over the place with FlexJobs over the last 10 years. So I've done content, webinars, and a little bit of marketing and PR. And now I run the career coaching program at FlexJobs. We have a team of career coaches that help people in their quest to find a remote job. So Mm. feels like a really good place to be at this moment. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I mean, what an in-demand topic. I'm excited to dive into it with you. I'm also Glad to hear FlexJobs walk in the walk because it's an organization about connecting folks with flexible work and all of your team seems to be given the same opportunities to have really flexible work. And we were delighted to have Carol Cochran on your team join me, what was it, two years ago now, probably on... I think so, yeah. Yeah, on a webinar that I am constantly referring folks to on our website called How a Bridge Job Can Assist Your Career Shift. Yeah. And I was really delighted to reconnect with you because honestly, in the age of COVID-19, it seems like remote work has become all of our work norms. (laughs) And I just wonder from your perspective... Why does that matter? Like, what is this moment doing to the concept of remote work? And is it a a net positive or negative, do you think? Yeah, it's interesting. I think just to answer kind of that big question at the end first, I think ultimately it is a net positive for remote work and Mm. for people who are interested in working this way and for companies that adopt remote work. What we've seen so far since the, the shutdown really happened in the United States is a huge shift straight to remote work. I've heard some companies say that they were up and running fully remote in five days or 10 days. I mean, just a massive change in operations for these companies in the blink of an eye, really. And 
The interesting thing about this situation is that unlike every other time that a company has taken up remote work or decided to scale back and bring everyone into the office again, right? in this situation, there is no alternative. <laughs> so I think that's why we are seeing this positive outcome in terms of companies actually giving this a fair chance, yep. having their teams get up and running and be remote in the most challenging of circumstances. And not only are you running a remote operation out of the blue, but you're doing so in the middle of a pandemic when all of your employees have other things to worry about and to focus their attention on at home, and yet they're still able to be productive and effective. And so I think this is showing companies that remote work can really work when you give it a fair shot and you put all of your focus on it and you really make it work. Uh, yeah. So we're seeing that, that companies are really talking about how it's working for them and how they're going to continue it for the long term. Even if they do plan to go back to the office someday that everyone understands that's probably not happening anytime soon. So it seems like it's here to stay. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think of this as a period of forced rapid iteration, which yes. I think for those of us like myself who love a good plan and pride ourselves <laughs> on sticking to a plan, this has been incredibly uncomfortable. But even mm -hmm. for us at Bossed Up, looking back on the past three months, I would not wish them on my worst enemy. And yet we have rapidly innovated our business model. And for the positive, right? It's definitely been painful, but on the whole, it's forced quantum leaps in things that we were all planning on doing and thinking about doing, but we can get so stuck in analysis paralysis that we don't actually pull the trigger. And institutional change is really hard. <laughs> so we've all <laughs> yes, just been forced into cultural change on such a massive scale. Yeah, I agree that we will see remote work becoming more of an option. I don't know if you saw the story. I think it was the Social Security office in D.C. that they were, you know, starting to talk about bringing their workers back into the office and people were like rioting. Basically, they were saying, please, no, hell no, don't want to go back. I'm having like PTSD feelings about going back into the office. And then they measured their people's productivity. And mm -hmm. on the whole, the social security office has never been more productive and efficient at what they do. <laughs> yes. I'm not at all surprised to hear that. And yeah, it's something I think I saw a survey recently. I want to say it was Gallup where they found that almost 60%, 59% of people who are working remotely since the pandemic began, who used to work in an office, want to continue working remotely going forward. They don't want to go back. And for part of it is that fear of going back and being close to people again and commuting to and from work and all of the stress that that's going to bring right. in the middle of what is still very much an active pandemic. And then it is the benefits that you find from remote work in terms of the way that your life feels a little more flexible. You have more control. There's less of that friction between work and personal life. And I could see how people would not take kindly to wanting to go back or to going back to the office. So totally not surprising, but it's, it's, I like that, that companies can track the productivity though, because I think that will be very helpful in convincing anyone who is maybe not yet convinced that it's a, ultimately a net positive for, for companies. And I think it's really the choice that's positive, not forcing folks one way or another. I'm such an extrovert. I cannot wait to get back in the office. We just got a real office for the first time oh. ever. <laughs> and I hired my second full-time employee ever March 1st, and we never oh got gosh. to go in the office together. <laughs> 
<laughs> so yes. for a lot of people, that's, that's really where they enjoy being. They like part of the remote work. They'd like to do maybe both where they're in right. the office sometimes and at home the other times. My husband is the exact same way. He loves being in the office, being around people. And so for him being home a hundred percent of the time just isn't his perfect way of working. He can do it. He makes it right. work, but he would prefer to be in the office. So yeah, I think there has to be that flexibility. Like you said, it's a choice on whether you go back or not. Absolutely. So I want to ask you today about how to think about job searching remotely. Not only how can we navigate the job search when we are all working remotely, but if you are specifically looking for remote work for any reason, maybe you're someone who currently can't move across the country and wants to ultimately, or maybe you're someone who, because of your ability, can't go into the office every single day. So your job search is limited to remote work. I know that FlexJob specializes in helping folks make the leap, but what are some ways that job seekers on the whole should think about navigating a remote job search altogether? Yeah, I think there's a few things people should be thinking about as they're kind of getting into it. The first is that the remote job market looks a lot different than it used to. So it used to be only certain kinds of jobs and there were more scams than there were legitimate jobs. Right. And that still in some ways is the case. There are still a lot of scams out there. There's a lot of COVID related scams, job scams. So it's something that you still have to be careful for. Also MLM schemes, MLMs. I have like a very yes. loud track record against MLMs because they can oh, be predatory <laughs> for yes. women at home with children, especially. So yes, I want to throw that in there as well. Absolutely. Even, even the things that are technically legitimate are still right. not good. And so what we see now is that the remote job market has really deepened a lot. There are more types of careers that can be done remotely and, and job types. There are more industries that have adopted remote work and there are more levels of remote work as well. So we were talking about, you know, before with wanting to be in the office sometimes and at home other times, there mm. are remote jobs that are listed that way where it is a hybrid situation. So the first thing I would advise people to do is really think about their career, what they've been doing or what they want to do if they're looking for a career change and what a what the ideal remote situation would be for them. So if they could really craft their perfect scenario, what would that look like? And then outside of the perfect scenario, what would you be willing to accept? So if a hybrid situation is your ideal, for example, and you want to be in the office sometimes, at home other times, what is the next best alternative to that? Is mm. it 100% from home? Is it mostly in the office? Just to really get your mind wrapped around what this could look like for yourself. And then doing research, doing some research online, talking to people that, who may already work remotely, asking them what it's like, what they like about it, what they don't like about it, really getting settled on the idea that you want to do this. Because um, for some people, it's, it's not a good fit. Um, for a lot of people, it is, but right. you want to make sure that it's good for you and then know, know what's out there for your particular career field. And there are lots of job sites now that you can do that research on. FlexJobs is a membership site, but you can see all of the job listings without being a member. So it is a good place to research just to see what is being offered, what job titles, industries, companies, that sort of thing. So doing that research first before you really dive in. And I know you've talked about this on mm. podcasts before, that feeling where when you want a job, you immediately go out and start looking at job listings and start applying and it's, we want to stop yeah. and do some reflection first. And I totally agree with that. Definitely. <laughs> and how do you feel about jobs that aren't listed as remote? 
Because I've seen a lot of folks say there's just not that many that explicitly say they're open to remote work. So how far into the interview process do I go for a job that I think I'm perfect for that would be a total dream job before I drop the bomb on them? There's no way I'm moving to the Bay Area. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) I, I find that conundrum coming up quite often in our community. And I wonder, is every job now a potentially remote job? I think it's more likely now than it used to be. It used to be pretty, and I mean used to be as in a few months ago when everything was normal. It used to be pretty, there was a clear line. There were companies that wanted to hire remote and companies that did not. And it was really hard to convince an employer to let you work remotely if that was not a policy they already had. And now I think we will start to see companies that are more flexible about that and more open to it. I mean, we've already seen big companies like Facebook and Twitter announce that that's the direction they're going. They're going to start hiring remote, making most of their positions remote from the get-go. So I think we are starting to see that change already. I think what would be really a good use of time for people is to do a little bit of research on that company before you apply and see if you can find any clues that they support work-life mm. balance, flexible work policies. You can find that on their website, maybe their careers page. Also, Glassdoor is a great company research page that can tell you basically anonymous employee surveys of what flexibility they're offered. And one of the questions is, are you ever able to work from home? So you can get a sense of what their policies might be. The only key thing is that if it's a company that's a fairly local company, like a small business that doesn't have multiple locations or doesn't seem to be like a nationwide or worldwide type of business, Mm. they're more likely needing to hire locally because of tax and employment laws. They're probably not set up to hire people in multiple states. Mm. But if you're local to that company and in the same state, specifically if you're in the U.S., then you, I think it would still maybe be worth it to apply or at least do your research to find out because you're more likely to, to be able to convince them to go remote if you're somewhat local to them mm-hmm. and you don't have to change their entire tax policy and, and business practices to take you on as an employee. Definitely. Absolutely. And as an employer with a virtual but Colorado-based team, I totally yes. and wholeheartedly appreciate that because, I mean, I'm the kind of person who... And I I list these things very explicitly on our job descriptions. We'll say being in Colorado is not a requirement, but it's certainly preferred. So I can meet you at least once before we start working together. And then I don't know. I like the occasional happy hour IRL now just with masks and six feet between us. But someday we'll be back to regular IRL hangs. And I think that's part of what I love about work. But Who am I to talk? I also travel typically when it's not a pandemic. I travel so much that I'm barely here as well. (laughs) So (laughs) I think it does differ business to business, including small businesses. And honestly, globalization has accelerated remote work as well. Wouldn't you say? Like, I think there's more people working across continents now than ever. We definitely see more companies that are open to hiring people from all over the globe. We have a work from anywhere type of job that you can search for, which is those types of companies who said there are no location requirements. So Mm. I think globalization is definitely playing a part. And I really, I think we will start to see many more companies opening up and being very clear that they're hiring remotely and what that looks like at the company and making it a little bit easier for job seekers to figure it out. Because right now, I think it's so true that most companies, even if the job could be remote, 
they are nervous to put that in the listing because I, for one reason, I don't think they want every anyone applying who just wants to work from home and doesn't mm. care what the job is. Right. And so they're just looking for that. I think that's a fear that they have. Hmm. So that's just something to keep in mind. But overall, I think we will start to see companies be a little more open about where exactly you would be working if you had that job. That is interesting. And I wish they could say how strongly they feel about that because Obviously, now everyone has been forced into figuring out remote work, whether they like it or not. But if you're applying for a position that's explicitly, hey, I'm going to go work like my friend Rakesh, who worked out of Medellin, Colombia, because it was on Eastern's, you know, the Eastern Standard Time Zone. But his company was in Atlanta or somewhere in near Georgia. They were totally fine with an international digital nomad employee. Whereas I know some others would be like, yeah, you can work from home every now and then, but, or every Friday, but we don't want you in halfway across the world. Yeah. It's a huge spectrum. Yeah. And I just wonder, is it a negotiable? Like, is it something you save for the negotiation process or bring up earlier on? I'm torn. I'm of two minds of it myself. Cause I always say, listen, get the offer, make sure they know Mm -hmm. you're the best (laughs) candidate and then ask for it. (laughs) But if it's so critical to even continuing the conversation, maybe it does make sense to bring it up earlier. Yeah. I think it really depends on how you as the applicant, how much you want or need to work remotely. If it is a deal breaker where you can't take a job unless they're going to offer you the option to work remotely, it might not be worth your time to get all the way through that process to find out that they can't. You might want to bring that up earlier. And you should have a really good quick explanation in at hand for why it is the case that you need or want to work remotely. And also how that makes you such a great employee, how that makes you productive and effective on top of making you better able to do your job. Like you were bringing up people with abilities that require them to work remotely. Right. That's something that they may need to disclose. I shouldn't say need because there is no, you're not required to, but it may be something that they consider disclosing earlier on because it is so important for them to have that remote right. job and for anybody with any reason for, for needing it. And then it depends because if you are local to that company and you could be in office sometimes and at home other times, I think companies may be a lot more open to that sort of situation. So that might be an easier conversation to have, especially mm-hmm. now that companies have had to try it out and see that it actually works. So it depends on the type of remote work mm. that you're looking for too. So it's one of those things you really have to think about your situation, how much it really matters to you. And would you, if they said, no, you have to be in the office, would you take the job anyway? Yeah. What are your thoughts on remote work and the ability to ascend in the workplace? Because I feel like a lot of times we associate part-time remote work with the mommy track, right? Someone Mm. has been busting her butt for a company, rising quickly, has a child, says, what, I'd like to be at home one day a week so that we don't have to pay the sitter for five days. And maybe we can, my husband takes a day off and I take a day off. And then we just have three days of coverage for like a nanny that costs a college tuition per year, basically. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden her remote work might be viewed in a totally different way than his remote work. I I just wonder if there's any truth to that in order to move up, you've got to be there. You've got to have butt and seat to make FaceTime and make that impression and show that you're hardworking. Is there a risk of your work becoming less visible when you work from home? I think there can be, especially depending on the company. If it's something that is not 
done at the company very often. And there are these special circumstances where they'll, they'll allow it like somebody who needs to work remotely to make childcare work and all those sorts of things. I think it, there are some companies still that, that have that mindset that mm-hmm. this person is leaning out. They're not putting their full effort in, even if they are, and then some right. that unfortunately they just kind of assume. So I think there is a real need for all remote workers, even if you're at a company that, that is not like that and is fairly forward thinking and understands that remote work is beneficial to the company and, and can make you more productive and all those good things. I think it's still really important to understand how to work out loud as a remote worker. And that's not my phrase. And I can't remember where I heard it, but I will clearly <laughs> say I'm not the first person to say that, but to be able to show your work, show your results, be a team member, be Mm -hmm. there to support other people on your team and be a real part of the company in the same ways that you might be if you were in the office. Start conversations that are just about the vacation your coworker took last or what their weekend plans are, those casual conversations. You need to be a person who starts those as well. Just being proactive and working out loud in that way, I think can help a lot. And also being really clear and having discussions with your manager about where you want to take your career with that company, how you see yourself contributing in the future, what you hope to achieve, where you hope to go next, and finding out what your opportunities are and really making that clear, which I know, speaking as somebody who has a very difficult time having conversations (laughs) like those myself personally, it's a tall order. So I understand that. Well, I love the point you were making just before that, which is sometimes doing what's best for your career means socializing. (laughs) And I think the women I know are like, let me get this work done so efficiently. I'm going to be so productive. And then I'm going to go chill with my family, Mm -hmm. my dog, my baby, my whatever, my boo. Work from home, Emily, is extremely efficient because I am (laughs) uninterrupted and then I'm doing my thing and then I'm going to do what I want to do after work. But the FaceTime you miss out on at the water cooler looks a little bit like wasting time, (laughs) but it's not, right? Like that socializing is what helps build your reputation. And it's just a good reminder that, damn, sometimes we need to resist the temptation to always be productive, to be a to-do list slayer by being a schmoozer. And even being a virtual schmoozer is important. (laughs) (laughs) Even if it feels like you're wasting time, you're getting in really precious face time, which which is important. Yeah. Interesting. I totally agree. The relationship building part of remote work has to be so thoughtful and proactively done because like you said, you get home, there's no distractions. You can be heads down, completing your work, feeling like a rock star, but nobody knows what you've done all day. (laughs) Right. Uh, you haven't said hello. You forgot to wish your team member a happy birthday, which I have done so many times and feel (laughs) terrible about still. It really, you can be very effective, but if nobody knows that you're being effective, then is it doing anything? So yeah, I think you have to be proactive and the relationship building side of it, not just, it doesn't just help you kind of progress your career, but also helps build relationships that help you function better as an employee down the road and makes your team stronger and forms those bonds that teams really need to work together a good way. So it's Mm. worth it from many different angles, but I love virtual schmoozer. I think I'll use that. (laughs) It's a good one. (laughs) That is so, so important to remember. And it's hard, right? Because it doesn't immediately pay off. There's a long tail investment, which is always kind of tricky and and it's counterintuitive to the multitasking, hyper productive women I know in my life. 
So I appreciate you making that super important point. What else about job searching remotely do you think our listeners should take into account? I know we covered on a recent episode, we talked about virtual interviews, but I just Mm. wonder through the hired program, our job search accelerator, I've been working with lots of folks who come to me saying, I've been hitting that easy apply button on LinkedIn and nothing's happened. So what now? (laughs) And yeah, I bet you have a lot of things to say about that too. (laughs) What do virtual job seekers need to think about? I was just doing a webinar today about cover letters for remote jobs and the easy apply button came up as a question. And I strongly recommend as you do to not use the easy apply button Mm -hmm. because it's not doing any service for job seekers. It is only a service to make those applications get to recruiters faster. It doesn't make the application better. It doesn't make your chances increase of getting that job. So yes, avoid that button. But in terms of like remote job searching, There are a few nuts and bolts kind of things that you can do on your resume and when you're sending in applications that can at least show employers that you're very serious about remote work and you understand what it takes. You're not fooling yourself in thinking like, oh, remote work will be easy. Anybody can do it because it does take some effort, take some extra effort or different effort. I should say it's not really extra. It's just a different way of working. So for one, a lot of people are missing a section on their resume that can talk about their technology skills. And with remote work, all of the communicating that you're doing is through technology, whether it's instant messaging programs, online chat, email, phone, web conferencing, all that sort of stuff. Having those programs listed, the ones that you're familiar with listed on your resume can really help you stand out, especially in a time like this where the remote job market is getting flooded with people because there are so many people out of work or who have decided they've worked remotely for a little bit and they want to keep doing it. You have to have that little extra thing that shows that you're thinking about this and you understand how remote work works and you're familiar with the tools that a remote team uses. So that's a really easy add. Just mm. any technology that you use that's good for collaboration, Google Drive, those sorts of things. Right. Zoom. <laughs> I'm thinking of uh, my college graduating sister and any other new professionals to the full-time working world listening. Like it's the water you swim in. It's all of those things that make your life work. Like you should probably put them on your resume. I know it seems obvious that everyone Snapchats or whatever, but it is a good reminder that there is a a literacy there. There's a technology Mm -hmm. literacy for remote work. And if you have those tools under your belt, even sort of, even if you've used them a little bit, add them mm-hmm. to the resume. Yeah. That's why I like to say familiar instead of proficient. We're not looking for expertise here. It's like, if you understand the basics of how these programs work and feel like you could get up and running easily on them, if you had a few days at your new remote job, then put them on your resume. And for those entry level new college grads, It's one of those things where it's probably so common for them that they don't even think that's a skill that would stand out. But for the vast majority of the workforce, these are newer tools. Even though they've been around for years at this point, they are newer tools and not everyone knows them. It helps increase your application when maybe you don't have as much actual work experience or things like that. So that's an easy one. I love it. Brie, I realized, oh my gosh, I could talk to you forever. I want to give you (laughs) one last question here to wrap things up. And then I'm going to ask you about Flex Jobs and talk a little bit about our exciting upcoming collaboration. Last words for job seekers navigating this whole process online. What is one last thing you would say to them to keep in mind? I think the overarching thing here, just like we were talking about with relationships, 
in your remote workspace once you get there being important. Building relationships while you're job searching online is also very important. Mm. That networking component, the meeting new people, doing some informational interviews is all critical to getting a remote job. It's not just sending out applications. It's really bringing people into your search. And it doesn't have to be very formal networking and reaching out to total strangers, but even starting with the people that you know and getting their advice and their tips and letting them know that you're searching can be a first easy step to do. So bring the people in at the same time. Just because you're remote doesn't mean you're away from people entirely. Totally. And everybody's online now looking for people to talk to because we're all <laughs> lonely at home yeah. and sick of the people who are in our own houses. So get I out there and talk to some folks. I love that. And I always try to think like, how can I delight this person today? Oh, and, I love you know what that. I mean? Like if I'm not on the phone with them or I'm not connecting over the Zoom video chat or something, can I send a work appropriate GIF from Giphy in my email? Can I get a <laughs> yes. chuckle? Can I have something delightful? Can I deliver something to them? Can I mail them something? If you can delight people, that impression goes a long way for really making a positive impact on someone's day. And people remember that. Absolutely. So. Oh, absolutely. I th- it, the visual component, like you were saying with, you know, gifts or memes or whatever <laughs> can be so nice and just immediately bond you with someone. You share your sense of humor totally. and it just lightens things a little. So I absolutely agree. I love it. Well, for our listeners, they should know, I want to hear more about the entire FlexJobs webinar series that you're doing now with a shameless plug in here for our <laughs> collaboration coming up on July 14. I will be closing out a weeks-long series, it sounds like, yes. on persuasive communication for pivoting on July 14. I will drop a link to register for that free and fabulous online event, online training that I'll be leading for Flex Jobs soon. But tell us a little bit more about this whole series and where folks can get the details. Yeah, so we are thrilled to have you be sort of our closing act, (laughs) our big (laughs) finale for the webinar series. We are doing a remote job search webinar series. It's open to the public. Uh, We're doing nine in total. And as you mentioned, the last one is going to be for kind of changing careers, how to have those conversations, how to really sell yourself. And I like that topic because it not only is it going to help people feel more confident in their own ability to, you know, change careers, try new things, and also sell themselves to employers so that they feel more confident in hiring you. So all around, I think it's an awesome topic. I just did one today on cover letters. We have things on writing resumes, job interviewing for remote jobs, job search action planning, networking, basically all the steps of the typical job search process, but for remote jobs specifically. So you can find more info at flexjobs.com slash blog. And you can also view all the recordings of the previous webinars too. So even if you've missed some of the ones that we've already had, they're all up and easily accessible. Awesome. Bree, I so appreciate your time today. Thank you for sharing so much of your brilliance and your experience and the Flex Jobs awesomeness on the Bossed Up podcast. It's a true delight to team up with you. Oh, thank you so much. This was a treat. I am a podcast fan of yours for sure. So it was nice (laughs) to be on the other side. (laughs) Awesome. For more on today's episode, including all the links you could possibly want to follow up with these details, head to today's show notes at bossedup.org slash episode 238. And now it's time for this week's Boss Move of the Week. 
This one comes in from Michelle in the Courage community who writes, Last month, I landed a new job at a prestigious tech company after months of searching and in doing so was able to completely shift industries. I'm originally trained as a classical musician and I'm now an administrator. Along the way, I pivoted from nonprofit to for-profit and relocated closer to family. I'm feeling challenged by all the change, but incredibly grateful. This month has been all about building relationships, something that does not come easily to me and is extra challenging while interacting through a screen. Michelle, congratulations on this massive feat. A mid-pandemic career shift is no joke, and you are living proof that jobs are happening right now. The jobs are out there. Hiring is happening. So congratulations. I am so proud of you. And we are so encouraged by hearing this. If you've got a boss move to share or a career conundrum you want me to tackle on an upcoming podcast episode, give me a shout on the podcast hotline at 910-668-BOSS-2677. Or you can always record a voice memo and email them in at info at bossedup.org. And like I mentioned at the top of the episode, for those looking for support in accelerating your job search. Set up a time to talk with me and Kirby today at bossedup.org slash get hired, where you can learn all about our three-month job search accelerator and explore what options are right for you to help you get from where you are now to where you want to be just like Michelle did. Congrats again, Michelle. We are so proud of you. All right, y'all, that's all I got for you today. If you found today's episode helpful, make sure to share it with a boss-to-be, someone in your world who you know could use it. And in the meantime, let's keep bossing in pursuit of our purpose and together we'll lift as we climb. 